practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I think we have risen. Indeed, we he, we have risen indeed. I'm Hans. Uh, I'm Casey. I, I missed that part. I'm Hans. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. Uh, we, were, we were on a roll. Now, I'm, I'm, uh, I got to start off right away. We're, I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. I got yeah. two for the list, and it's been a while since the list has been invoked. It's kind of blow the dust off that list. One, the radio listed. <laughs> yes, okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. Two, train, drops of Jupiter, listed. Is it st- like was that a recent or is it revived? Are we on the twenty fifth anniversary or something? Here, no. This is why radio hits number one on the list. So rewind it back to about eleven o'clock today. When uh-huh. so, uh, well, let me preface it first of all. I am like my shoulders are light, and I'm not doing this to um, rub it in anybody's face. Not that I, not that I think I would, but like. Today is a day that we kind of got things settled at the house and they got things settled at work. So I could go out there today because it was just me and my bro, essentially. So I actually got out of the house. Um, nice. And you got to do some work. And I got to go do some, go do rack some wine. Um, and so I feel if that was, that was actually nice. So I'm really, you know, obviously I'm, my heart goes out to those that don't have. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, isn't that yeah. amazing that. Hashtag humble brag is hashtag went to work. How fucked up is that? Really? <laughs> it's so funny. At, like just before we started the podcast, Ash and I were talking about that because we were finalizing cleaning out our old apartment. Yeah. And the three days leading up to today, we didn't do anything. Didn't leave. We're like full quarantine mode because yeah. it was the weekend. So we didn't want to go to the store. Of course. We didn't want to go do anything. And then I just was looking at the clock, and I was like, "Holy crap! I got a podcast soon. Where did the day go?" She just was like, "Well, we we left the apartment to do something. And we yeah. left and like cleaned out the last bit of stuff, and basically prepped for our final deep clean and like repaint." And I was like, "Oh, that's what work felt like. I moved, humped a couple boxes." For I uh, uh yeah, it did just a little fresh air, or and not that I haven't gone out with like Ruby for a walk every day or for a little jog every day. But this was like, um, it was out of the neighborhood. I can only run so far. And we all know what that looks like, about five minutes. Try and catch my <laughs> breath. Make sure I'm I'm still, uh, I'm, they call it, um, I, I had to look it up because I was like, what's going on? It's called um, athletic, athletic asthma, which is just some bullshit for you fat yeah, turd. That, that sounds like the fucking, uh, Affluenza, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to call yourself an athlete? You're just rich, and you want to pretend like you're not rich to get away with something. So I'm setting this up to say, yes, I got out of the house. It feels really nice. I empathize, obviously, being in the house forever with everybody that's still in the house. Two, I only got out of the house responsibly, as everybody should do, and and still playing it day to day. It'll be nice to. Most likely, I'll get to get out again tomorrow. Um, so, as soon as I get to work, it's about eleven o'clock. Uh, like I said, we were moving racking. Just means you kind of you got to move wine around before it gets in the bottle. Mm-hmm. It kind of you know keeps things moving, keeps things oxygenated, all that yeah. stuff. You don't want it to get stagnant. It gives it the the gentle mix. So yeah, nothing yeah. settles too hard. Gives it the Wonka, and I and I and also for the listeners, I understand the irony of of what I'm saying right now, but um. As soon as I get on top of that ladder, Jesse's like, are we good to go? And I go, pip, pip, pip. My phone yeah. drops. And baby, that phone dropped in the exact way you know you're fucked. Like, just flat, belly flop, face on the cement. And he just went, what was that? I went, oh, my phone's broken. It's like, you dropped your phone? I went, no, my no. phone is broken. It's, it's and, gone. And I went down to pick it up, and it was... uh like it had like a frozen Nintendo line down the middle and it was just like flashing around and I was just like, all right, all right. You know what? The screen is already cracked. So, uh, I guess I, I guess it's, um, was I 
presumptive. I don't know. I turned it off because I was like, well, you turn it off, she'll yeah. turn right back on. Never yeah, again. Bag of rice, that thing? Never again. It's broke forever. So where does that get me to? That gets me to a couple things. One, driving home, I have a very rigorous schedule. Or not schedule. I have a rigorous routine in which there's two podcasts I listen to. Or let's just first set it you're up. You're giving me now that you don't have that thing? Yeah. That you count on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's, yeah. Very, it's from a place of, of extreme privilege. But the moment you said that, I was like, oh, he doesn't get the rest of his podcast. No, no. So, uh, yeah. So even before we get to the podcast, which is like kind of a silver lining, is I go like, well, radio it is. And then instantly, as I'm driving away, it's like, hey, this is 102.6. And the, um, or maybe that was the station. doesn't matter. It does not matter because it's either, either fuzz, junk, junk, or fuzz. And so I'm like, all right, I guess this one comes in the clearest. And this is Genie in a Bottle. And Ooh. this ride is going to be 50 minutes of hell. But I was like, all right, Genie in a Bottle. It takes me back to eighth grade. It is what it is. So and you're then, on the oldie station then. I, I don't know what I was. Me. I was on the only... I'm not going to... I, I was already so pissed off. This Put it on me if you yeah. want. I was already so pissed off about not being able to listen to my shows. I was like, I'm not going to tune a radio. Whatever it's, whatever this button, whatever this button <laughs> opens up, it opens up. And so I guess in, in that, it comes down to me. Because after Genie in a Bottle, Trains, Drops of Jupiter came on. And I've never been more white knuckling the steering wheel furious because that guy he did it on purpose those lyrics are on purpose to be a butthole those are butthole on purpose lyrics because they're not lyrics like he's like this is you can go wait is this a romantic song i guess because i guess maybe because he says she like she's this but it's not a th- it's not a maybe it's a Henning maybe this is Henning's favorite song because it's she rides across the sun in the cosmos drops of Jupiter and I know that's not how it goes it's but it doesn't matter it's like her skin's like rain and her voice is like June she rides in the cosmos to the Milky Way in my tune and I'm just like these are yeah, no, yeah. you were helping your child with a science project Man. on the planets and don't bullshit me because you're going after a lyric that she skateboards the sun let's get it done it really is like she moves on the wind and the sun is her, her man tonight that just made me so fucking mad and um it is that's why it hits I'm, the I'm list. trying to recall because when that song came out in what like 1998 1999 that sounds about right yeah like I had a job, like my I worked at the card shop, which comic book store that we've mentioned on the podcast before, which is probably the best job. Oh yeah, sadly. yeah, no, I get yeah. Didn't take full advantage of it, like most things that you you should you should have taken taken by the scruff. Hindsight's twenty uh, twenty. Oh yeah. But then I also had a part time job at the, and you'll know this place. It's where my dad worked and managed for ages, Roy Sports Shop. That's right. Yeah, sure. And me being the his, his oldest son, he is a very sports sportsman, mm-hmm. holds records, very good at many sports, which is why he was great for that job. He's an athlete, yep. Knowledgeable. I being his nerdy son was like, I don't want to sell shoes because I don't know anything about shoes or how to use these sports things. I worked in the back room making trophies yes. on like an old computer. Yeah, Which yeah. I was like, uh, ding, check, ding, check, perfect. Old computer, get to work by myself, and I get to make trophies. So, like, I engraved belt buckles and engraved things, which is, like, a thousand percent me. Of course. And we just listened to the radio. And, like, that entire summer that I did that job, I heard that song three times a day. So it's just ingrained in my mm-hmm. brain. I haven't I haven't heard it recently, so I can't vouch for it. But now, as you were just even approximating the lyrics, I remember in my juvenile teenage brain, oh, is it, oh, I think he's in love. Right is off that, what the, love feels like. It's right confusing. off the bat, 
The song is called Drops of Jupiter. And that motherfucker, I guarantee you, he was hot to trot when he was telling the band the title of that. Like, it's oh, like yeah. Drops of Jupiter, man. No. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know the makeup of Jupiter. He wasn't dating a woman named Jupiter, although that would, you know what? Uh, it would change a lot That's of things. But even if she was, it's drops of, it can't be drops of Sue. Like, come on. It's just, it made me so <laughs> I mad. I like drops of Jupiter if it's his, like, a woman, because then you're getting into that, like, double entendre of, like, those old awesome blues songs. Sure. Where they're singing about, like, put gasoline in that car. You know, like, oh, I know it's that car. He's not talking about a car. Genie in a bottle. He's talking about his girlfriend in car. Then putting gasoline in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Taking her to the woods. Those are Gotta put gasoline in that car's mouth. Oh, okay. Um, Drop to Jupiter. Gotcha. That being said, coming round back to where I was, the two podcasts that, that pop up on my feed at 5 o'clock, Every week um, are the Washington Post report and the NPR politics podcast. Mm -hmm. And I realized as I was pulling in, because I pretty much did pull in um, before we started podcasting, like I, I did not feel as anxious. Also, because my phone broke, mm -hmm. I had didn't have my, you know, like I'll sit and like kind of catch my breath or whatever at work and just out of habit, I'll just click through my news feed. Like I'm yeah. pretty much don't know what's going on except for I got my NPR morning, which, uh, which was interesting about Joe Biden. So there's something to hear about there. Maybe you oh, know good. more details than me. I might have to, I didn't, I read the news all weekend, the whole weekend. And then today I was just like, I felt like shit all weekend. Yeah. And I was like, maybe. Yeah, it is. So like is. today I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make pancakes from scratch. Yeah. So, like, I, I put down my phone and was like, I'm not going to yeah. indulge in that because it hasn't helped me do anything else. And, like, did the dishes and did that. And I was like, that's all great. And we went out and, like, did a little bit of work. Yeah. I think. Got to tell you, don't know what happened. Don't give a shit. Everybody out there, we all know right now the Best thing you can do is stay in. If you have to go out, you already know the rules. And certain places, unfortunately, you can't even go out, which which sucks. But other than that, I don't think you need it. I feel real. No. I feel much, much better. That being said, and we can hypothesize about where the world's going. Fucking Joe Biden. It just came out this morning that in 2008, a Senate aide brought a sexual harassment suit against him mm -hmm. and yeah. in subsequent years told multiple people the incident. So there's record that this occurred and filed a complaint with the Senate and people are confirming that this complaint was filed yet. There's no record of the complaint anymore. So okay. greasy Joe in his shades <laughs> and his Corvette uh, or Lamborghini, whatever you want. Like right, that meme I sent you. Ashley sent that meme to me, and I'll just describe it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Greatest photograph beautiful. I've ever seen. It's old Joe Biden in like a bomber jacket, and like Joe Biden his age, like yellow Lamborghini, like hot or Ferrari, but that yellow, like a hot showroom yellow car. or something. It's called. Yeah, and he's got that cocksure, like. I'm me and you're not. Go fuck yourself. Look, elbow up and Just cracking this ball underneath his head and said, hey, losers, get in. Let's lose. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so, it's redundant. It's perfect. It's like, I don't think they thought out what they were saying much, but it's perfect. It's so perfect. But it is him. It's, like, it's him. He is that cocky about it. He's, there's no way he's going to win. I don't want to get too into it. And no, that's no, we, not where we're going. We're talking about how it right. feels better, but like, I don't know, man. This can, uh, tides can turn real quick. That's a volatile, uh, it's a volatile climate we work in. And we all know you yeah. just, I'm sorry, you can't get to where you are, who you are, take photos like that, which tells a lot about you, let alone, that's fine, all right, 
we all have like grandpas and grandmas that are racist and do weird things in public and that's him and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. any of the allegations are true but i am saying all the weird close touching and smelling and shit it's these are character tells these are character tells it's just like if you watched my catalog of sketches and characters and choices you'd go "Mm, no public office no i mean that's fine and you have, you totally have that right because we've made those choices. Yeah, knowing full well that the camera is on. Of course. So, but we I also didn't spend most of our lifetimes yes. trying to help the public, right? Like working for the working man, like this dude's been in the system since 1971, and he's been in the system LBJ style. Hit this fucking finger in every goddamn pot. You know what I mean? Massaging everybody's shoulders, making things oh, move. Yeah. And he's proud of it. He says it all the time. I, the I got that bill passed there. for you. It's like, all right, well, now you got a history. And all you schmucks that see that as a positive, right? Because that means you got experience talking to the leader of Turk Dungistan or whatever. Turk, yeah. whatever that was. I'm going to bleep that because yeah. it sounded awful but you know foreign leaders that's great but you know what but he doesn't remember the, the names up. of them or quotes him out of turn he has them on he has old vinyls with their names that he'll play in his sleep so he can remember them <laughs> just on a loop like this <laughs> but i'm telling you man there's people better recognize that if you can't if if there's if this gets compromised early great because then you can make a shift early enough because it's not a it's not a sure thing man sorry Ham. no it's not not but even close the, the write-ins alone and however we end up voting the russians may turn it to joe biden who <laughs> well, no, you know what I, like whatever crazy thing sure. can happen right donald trump and joe biden are both older men Either one of them could get the coronavirus between now and then. Of course. Like, we're living in a weird crapshoot, fast and loose time. And you know it's not the best. You can't be the best candidate if you're seeing articles from the New York Times. Opinion, again, opinion pieces. Yeah, but yeah. Them trying to put a shine on a turd, like, I think the best thing for Joe Biden is the fact that he can't leave his basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a shiny like turd. If, if you're writing articles about how it's a better thing for you to just be shuttered in a shed <laughs> until Tell you whenever you need let that monkey out of the box. Dance monkey. Um Like I mean and those are just people trying to work. Like we've all had jobs like that. Oh, sure. Uh, what is it? Uh, old Bidey. Oh, could we have, speaking of Corona, could we finally have a Dave? Could we have a Dave situation in the White House? And is there a Dave out there? And by Dave, I mean classic 19, I'm going to say. Yeah, we got to reference the plot to Dave. So as I recall, the movie Dave starring Calvin Klein. Yep. Uh, there's like an uptight asshole like republican type guy played by calvin klein who is running a tight race for president and dies correct and he's a butthole and and he's a he's a big time butthole and his wife doesn't even like him sigourney weaver find out he's played by sigourney weaver so then the this dickhead asshole president running for a re-election who dies is replaced by classic uh, Fish Called Wanda, like goofy, fun, young Calvin Klein, who happens to look a lot like said asshole president. So they body swap him for the race. I, I, I Did he wins, but then rescinds or something? No, no, no. You're, you're thinking the end where he. No, he's president. So this guy, I think the, the there's a slight mix between Dave, you're getting Dave, and then some shitty movie where Robin Williams is a comedian and gets president. Dave is already president, oh, or the yeah. president's already president, and he's a butthole. 
And I think may oh I think maybe you're right. He's in his I first term. I gentleman mixed in. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's a distinguished gentleman where he wins because he has the same name as the guy who died. That's right. That's right. Um, th- this is regardless. Is there a <laughs> Trump? Basically, he gets – shitty president gets replaced by a good guy who looks like him and then ends up doing his wife? That's – that's again – that's on the side note. But I mean Sigourney Weaver. Come on. Um, oh, yeah. This is late 80s, early 90s, Sigourney Weaver. See, that was the thing they tacked on because everybody was like, she wants to hook up with him. They should just hook up. If it was made now, they'd just hook up the entire time. Sure. But there – I remember there was the last scene was Dave never wanted to be in politics, but he decides to – so he's running like his own small campaign and his own oh, yeah. little podunk right. town. And she like kind of comes in to like – Give him a final, like, go get him, Tiger. I know you got it. To resolve, like, ooh, I think they're going to start dating. Sure. It's okay now. Doesn't he, isn't that the classic move, too, where he becomes, like, he becomes politically corrupted relatively quick? Like, he's Mr. Cool, good guy. And then towards, after he's got the position for long enough and got a bunch of weasels in his ear, he becomes, like, a butthole president for a minute. I feel like that is the, yeah, the third act, sort of, he realizes he's not any better than these people, because he succumbs to the the fame and the power. Power, yeah. Now, now we're getting to it. So, Donald Trump gets the coronavirus. He yes. has, this is just hypothesis, but it's also reality, he is immunocompromised, because he's and obese and... Around it. Yeah. He's of age, so what you're saying is, like, he gets it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the CIA comes to your door, and they're like, you take this pill and these two shots, we're going to turn you into Donald Trump. Do I do it? But you're you. But I look like Trump. They can make you look like Trump. But I'm Instead me. of them, but you're you. So, like, classic the way the CIA was going to, like, kill Fidel Castro with like exploding cigars, make his <laughs> hair fall out. Right. Yeah. So the CIA comes and they're like, "We're gonna Jokerify you. Yep. Put you on that chair. You're gonna break the mask when you see it, but you can save the world." We need you so in there. Can... Get in there, Tiger. Yeah, of course. I Get do. in there. Yeah. Hundred percent. But I'm going to take the goddamn a bullet. You know, somebody's finally going to get course, some good spot. Yeah. Shoot me in the <laughs> fucking heart immediately. <laughs> That's when just like they totally relax the Secret Service, yeah. and then if they you get Garfield on the steps because some yeah the train station uh, um, sculptor shoots you in the gut. Uh, do so yeah, of course I take it, and I probably do, do as poor of a job as he does, probably. The or storyline where you flirty flirty with Melania. I don't like her. Or not attracted out. to her. Yeah. Not, not even going to play the. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump. I think she's probably, she just looks like, you know what, that's not fair, because it's a judgment, like, it's, everybody's allowed to have whatever expression. She just looks mean. I feel like she, I feel like she doesn't treat people very nice. And you know what, she might be a sweetheart, so that's not fair. I don't know anything about her. But no, I don't, I don't, I might, uh, I might give Kushner a little Tushner pinch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Make things really weird. That'd be the first thing that I'd say as I get up there as Donald Trump. I'd say I'm in love with my son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> We're having an affair. That's what I'd say. Wearing that Joker trench coat, and your hair's real greasy, or just something so strange. Like you'd have to get some energy up, but like you know, like I just want to bring my son Donald Jr. up here and. Just say, you know, what a good son he's been, and then just kiss him on the lips. <laughs> just start wrestling him, just like... <laughs> like, you're just like, from the 50s, and you're that poor family, you're like, we're doing it. And I'll fist bite you on the lawn. And obviously, the the homoerotic nature of it is just because of that, but more importantly, it's a dad and his son that makes it all the the better. Yeah. The better of a move. To make it real weird. <laughs> real weird. What do you think old Don Jr. does? A hard push? A hard shove to the chest? 
That is or the just, or million the dollar turn. question. So the, the lip kiss turns into like a cheek. <laughs> a cheek. Like, oh, he just missed. Oh, he has glasses on. Oh, again, you gotta, uh, there you gotta go. give yourself some, hoo, hoo. we're doing this, but once you do it, it's all, it's all worth it just to see how he reacts. Cause how do you react? That is the weirdest situation you could put a person in. It, it, Cause it's, it's dad's son. Super yeah. weird. The weirdest, most horrible thing ever. Sure. L- kiss on the lips from the dad. Two, it's the most powerful man in the world. As well, mm-hmm. and probably, yeah. and I don't know family dynamics. They pro- he probably has a very domineering relationship to him in general. I picture something classically narrative TV like you do what I say. Well, I mean that's what you hope if you're going to do this body swap scenario because that's where we get into the horror movie pitch of it. So I take the CIA shot. They make me look like him, and I'm going in. I'm like. Here's what I'm going to do. He's, he dominates all these people. And what you realize behind the scenes, it's like Texas Chainsaw. And they just keep him in a fucking cage. Oh, and only let him out. That's to, the shit. Like, you think you got it good, but they're shoving cheeseburgers in a in a kennel. <laughs> and you're like, you're dumb, dumb. Get the fuck away from me. And then he just punches you. He just slaps you. That Like as soon as you like my feet. You're like, oh, I've made a, I've made a horrible mistake. As soon as you step away from I'm that, not your dad. As soon as you step away from the podium, from that press press conference, and go behind the curtain, uh, Tony Fauci stands on a stool and slaps you in the face. Get back! <laughs> Just get that like. <laughs> Which is uh, from the the comic book preacher. There's that. There's that little arc. In the comic where they follow the super cop. Oh, yeah. He's like the classic 80s super cop. He's got all the good one-liners. Putting everybody down. And he's just so tough and domineering. And everybody, all the men want to be him. And all the men, all the women want to sleep with him. And then there's, as the story progresses, we find out he's into S&M and a total sub. So there's a scene where they go in and he's like, Got a dog chain around his neck, and like guys with BDM masks, masks are like peeing on him. And he, once they see him, he just hulks out and just gets pissed off. But that's my picture. It's like, oh, I didn't expect that I would, I, I would have to do this. Oh, I'm I thought sh- I was Trump. There, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, I mean, it's it's so weird out in the open. There's only two options. It's either even stranger. What the truth is stranger than fiction, or three, it is so boring, which is why he's got to get out the yeah. weird in front of the cameras. And unfortunately, the weird is hurtful. All right, I want to know if, and this actually can apply to the uh, president prior, they are both such unique looking individuals, Barack Obama and Donald Trump. And maybe we already know this, Barack. Do, do you think? It's got to be a must that they have body doubles, right? Is that an American thing? Uh, yeah. You would think so, right? Because there are, there are like conspiracy theories that even uh, Hillary Clinton has a body double. You could see but there that. are people there who claim that Obama has a body double because sometimes he'll have his wedding ring on and sometimes he won't. Like sometimes he'll be holding something with the their left hand which is clearly not which as i guess on you know their president baseball card it says they're righties sure so people like pick up on that so i i would assume they have a body double you would think so right for certain situations or or for in the case of an emergency i don't know i don't know i don't know what i I don't know historically other than dave if we know (laughs) of any body double I, I can't you'd think that would have come out by now like here's a picture you, of old you know i bet i wouldn't Tony be surprised Lincoln. after what happened to reagan right who's just like walking out of a normal place got shot by some rando on a roof after that they were like you need a body double we're gonna send a guy out the front while you go out the back well it is unless you have to go out the front it is a, a it is a fact that like Saddam Hussein had a few body doubles. Sure. His kids had them. 
There's body doubles for Kim Jong Un, like in that like regime. So that's a thing, right? So like, I just I don't yeah. know, but maybe that's just like, maybe, maybe it doesn't so fit the democratic like, mold. They are. Those people need them because they're despots and yeah. they are terrible to their people for over decades or through dynasties. Yeah. So like, yeah, people definitely want to kill those guys. So of course they have body doubles, but I there are more like American presidents that have been murdered. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I like, guess even going back to Lincoln, like we've talked about it, like people used to come into the White House and cut the drapes and take them home. Yeah. And like wipe their beards on the carpet. Dude. Because um, they could just walk in. James Garfield was killed by uh, a guy named um, Charles Guiteau. Was Guiteau, yeah. Who was deranged. Um, legitimately. He was he was mentally ill. He was... He had um, delusions of grandeur. But the White House and the president was so accessible... That James Garfield wrote about this guy in his diary multiple times. And it was always like, this, you know, this Gateau fellow was back in the office today. I keep telling my secretary, like, you know, like, you know, back off. Like, we need to change the rules. I'm busy. It's like, holy shit. Up until who became president after Chester Arthur is the one who put into after Garfield was killed, who just said no more office seekers. Like my office isn't open. You have to make appointments. That was it. That was, he just said, people need to make appointments now. Just because I need, could I be the judge of the fifth circuit? Yep. Are you a judge? Could be perfect. Sign him up. Judge of the fifth circuit of Southern Ohio. There he goes. That is, it's just, yeah, it is insane. So, yeah, how how much more it's locked down now or since then or whatever. Just to think at the time, think about like Andrew Jackson when he, his first inauguration was such a ruckus party that it lasted three days and they had to take his ass out a window or out a back entrance because it got too out of hand and they were worried the White House was going to burn down. See, that's a movie and or a documentary that needs to be made. Just how much the White House for more of history than we have where it is current, where it's just the house from fucking Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just any hooplehead can roll in, just do whatever. You're like, could you leave? He's like, fuck you. Okay, I'm not going to get in a fight with this guy. I don't give a shit. And I get paid a nickel a day. We we might have talked about this, and I'm trying to think of where I heard this, but it's a pretty um, strong theory is that the White House was built so poorly and so haphazardly that the pipes were put in um, inappropriately. Uh, they were they were put in wrong. So basically, the sewage pipes, and it was one of the first places to like get like to have sewage pipes in the house, but they were put like. The sewage pipes were right over the kitchen and they were made of like, you know, they were made of insert whatever shitty metal they made back then, copper and poor because they skimped on them. So like sewage would get in their food and that's why you have, um, was it Tyler Taylor die of this mysterious disease? That's why you had Lincoln's son die of, you know, um, typhus or whatever. And other people throughout, like, of these presidents getting sick and, like, presidents' kids, like, dying and why, uh, um, Andrew Jackson's wife, although Rachel, she might have died prior to that or whatever, but, like, and he was like, she died of a broken heart because my opponent slandered her or slandered me in front of her. No, she died because shit dripped into your pudding, you know what I mean? Because as America goes... We do things half do just, half ass, <laughs> subpar, baby. We like an okay idea for a good price. That's right. So That's they right. didn't put pipes in the White House. It was just a series of wooden chutes. So <laughs> the shit and piss chute just flowed over the kitchen chute. They uh, didn't. They uh, I feel like I heard this, and I think it was Andrew Jackson too, where like. Somebody donated to him the world's biggest wheel of cheese. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's true, right? And he mm-hmm. kept oh, yeah, it in the White true. House. And like Homer Simpson with his hoagie sandwich refused to throw it out when they were like, sir, I think it's gone bad. He's like, no, it's the world's biggest. And he'd have meetings and he'd just tear off hunks of this rotting cheese and slowly eat it as, you know, his body breaks down from eating this spoiled food. But he eventually, they just left it. When they left, when Andrew Jackson the next left guy? office, they, and that's when it was putrid. <laughs> yeah, depending, right. on, depending on your threshold of like how you like your cheese, some people can let it go and just hack off that stuff. And, mm, it's got some earth to it. But it was literally just, like as you referenced that Homer Simpson with the hoagie, it was just brown and making people sick. So he was like, yeah, just leave it. Of course he was. Yeah. And they left it until the other guy moved in. And it's like, what are we supposed to do with this? It's it's 500 pounds of cheese. And we can't wheel it out because he hacked it into a square, taking his little morning cheese, his little cheese bites every morning. Yeah, was... they just like buried it like a soprano in the basement. Ah, oh, that's so funny. Different, I, and you know, uh, I wish, t- I guess times are that Times, if you could have the weirdness of the times, but not the mm-hmm. sanitary health issues of the times I want. Like, I want a White House party that's so crazy that the president has to be oh, escorted yeah. away. That sounds great. Hold out a window. That's right. amazing. But because there was so many people together for so long, they all got, I don't know, botulism or something. That That's that's the negative. I, I guess that's ironic saying it now because we're all around each other giving each other coronavirus so but soft reset back to those times oh i had to go to the we we finally good again trying to do things responsibly but we tried to put in a delivery order for food because we're like you know what they're saying it's rough right now if you can stay away from the grocery stay away from the grocery and we did we did for two weeks but finally we're like we need a fucking banana in our life we need like fresh produce again so we put in an order to for delivery or pickup and it was, uh, so this was yesterday, yesterday was Sunday, it wasn't going to be available till Thursday for pickup or Friday for delivery. Oh, God. So yeah. Like, oh, fuck. So anyway, so I masked up. I found, I actually had like an old, like, a gen, I had one of the sweet, the sweetness. I had an N95 because I still had it. Because old, old cheapy doesn't throw anything away. So it was still full of like sawdust and shit because I had it when I was, um had it when i was sanding something down two years ago like a piece of furniture so i was like all right i got that so i put that on i wrote on it that said pre-used so i didn't have to get in some conversation about like henning's dad about like why i have the the good stuff but even on top of that i put a bandana over it and i got glasses and i wear a hat so i was like i was like jesse james going to the store which i don't give a shit but i felt a little even crazier because I would say it was me double masked and 1% of the rest of the people there acting like anything was abnormal whatsoever. Felt bad because I was at a Walmart. It's the closest place. Mm-hmm. And I, excuse me. And I know that's, uh, and I know the layout. I know the layout. You did as, go to a Walmart. As, is, as, as the burp, as the burp should tell you, I know the layout. Um, <laughs> I just felt bad for one. I felt pissed off for all the people that were in there because they were totally oblivious. And it's like, it's not hard. Like you look to your left and you see people fucking It's like, now's not the time to find the best cantaloupe, like picking shit up, putting it back. Fucking just, are you kidding me? And then literally I stepped away from my cart and there was a woman it's just like nobody wanted to keep their distance. And I'm not trying to be paranoid, but it's like we got our rules. Just fucking keep, just stay away from me at, right now. At least make an effort. That's and all I ask for. It. Like make an effort. Like t- show me that you're aware. Then you know I'm aware, and then we're we're good. That's it. That's it. And I won't have to juke around like the only guy at the mask because you already think I'm. You think I'm the, the crazy one. Anyways, I leave my cart. I go like get. It doesn't matter what I get, some lettuce or something. And I go back and this woman is literally like reaching for something as her buns are moving my cart back. Like she's using it for levers to help reach something. It's like, this is, this is absurd. 
Okay, so I hate everybody that's in there doing their shopping. They can go to hell. But I felt bad for it. Like, because you see, like, there's a commercial on right now for Walmart where it's like all these Walmart employees and they're like, soon times in our lives. It's one of those sweetheart, we're in a disaster clips. Like, kind of yeah. like the, uh, I don't, I forget what or hurricane it was or yeah. it, when we made that amazing, Henning made that amazing jerk practice intro. Maybe it was you. You both. Remember? Uh, no, it was Henning. It was, uh, was it Katrina? Katrina. Thank you. It was like a sad music, like we'll get through this together. And anyways, Walmart has that. And it's like, we're protecting our workers so we can be here for you. Not a fucking thing. Nobody there had gloves. Nobody had a mask. Nobody was doing anything, by the way. But like, yeah. uh, and I don't blame them. Like, if just fucking, you know. So like, no, you're not doing shit for your employees. And you're also not like compensating them for having to go out right you're you yeah. and, and this is my opinion and uh we're lucky people are out there doing the shit but they're taking the shit too because each state is putting them under the moniker mm-hmm. of essential and they are but because of that yeah. they are instantly squashed it's like they're held over a barrel because at least when i had to fill out some stuff um essential worker has to do with um if you're under that moniker you can't apply for unemployment at least in south carolina unless you have like doctor's documentation that you or someone in your immediate family basically has the fucking coronavirus because they're like you're essential you go to work you can't just not go to work it literally said you can't not go to work because you have a concern for your working conditions like you can't so it puts them Go ahead. The shitty rigmarole of the system, because I've been working through the unemployment thing too. Yeah. And it's like the system's trying to catch up to the new, the new the situation. Yeah. But if you if you applied before, you're in the system as someone under normal circumstances. So then you're applied to different things. So it's this constant argument of trying to like, no, no, I I belong under this. But like you said, they also health wise. If you have the symptoms, you're not supposed to leave your house until you're certain. So if you as an essential worker, it's just another hoop for like another week or two before, okay, my wife or my father or my mom who lives with me, oh, we have to go. It's just another hoop because they can't go get a test because there are so few tests. That's – yes, exactly. Because you yeah. need so many requirements until they can prove you have it. So Walmart can tell us, and other stores, Walmart can tell us we're doing everything we can, but they're not offering their employees any type of compensation for going out there and doing this shit. And they're not fucking, you know, and states aren't helping these people if they don't want to go. And they shouldn't have to go if they don't want to. And a lot of them are going because they don't have fucking choice. Because if you don't, because you got to pay your bills and you got to put food on the table. And it really sucks. And you're absolutely right. The, the... None of the states have their system updated, even though they should have their platforms updated. Like Meg is a gig worker, right? Like she supplements our Mm -hmm. income by playing shows as a musician. So she's a gig worker. It's not much like uh, so we had to go in. But like the system's not set up, even though the federal government says we're going to cover, you know, musicians and uber drivers and any gig economy you insert thing here right insert job here that people cover their bills but you can't even fill out the form because it's not set up unless you're like they're like insert name of business here and the business id number you know each state has a business state id number and if you don't have anything to put there you can't click next like they don't have a box that says like you know Oh, let me explain. So you just have to like, you have to just fill shit out and be like, uh, and by the way, nobody's answering the phone because I don't know why they can't station employees at home to answer phones and like route numbers, whatever. Everybody's having to deal with this shit. And I don't like the states aren't trying to get their shit together. Like it just doesn't feel like they really are. And maybe they are, but it's not happening. No one in that situation gets rewarded for giving away more money. Right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like we're in a weird point, like Ashley just told me. 
the post office is going to have to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And that's because, for whatever reason, the federal government made them pay taxes for the next 20 years in advance. Right, right, because they had them over a barrel because they were going to file for bankruptcy like every year for the last five years, like they were because so they were like, kept losing business. You're yeah. just setting it up so no one can succeed. You're setting it up so everything's like an insurance company, everything's like Amazon, everything is a corporation where you don't win as an employee by giving shit away. Right. And here's the thing, and this is legitimate. I know it's for Florida. I can't. I have a hard time believing other states don't fall under because it sure feels like it in our personal experience. It has come out specifically that Florida's unemployment platform, online platform, was designed in two ways. One, complex and difficult to navigate. And two, with like, um, what's the word? Almost like bugs, like specific like oh, sure. no, programming yeah, totally. bugs. So no shit wouldn't go through. Bug. And what that does, and I was like, well, who does that benefit? Doesn't What that does is it keeps unemployment numbers low for mm-hmm. the state and the governor. Therefore, you're not paying out as much money. And how that works is if your unemployment numbers are lower, you get more subsidies from the federal government to fucking dole out to how you want. So it benefits you, and let alone the fact that you can run for re-election on our unemployment levels are the lowest they've ever been. And not that... Oh, yeah, there's no reason these websites should work as shitty as they do. No, of course not. As much money as the federal government could funnel in, you could pay people who are gig workers to program these websites. It's Imagine a 21st century WPA project. You could remake all of that. You could integrate all of that if you want. Yeah, and pay these people make it easy for everybody, but then there's less money to go around above a certain point. If and, you're like, then you can't get a, a raise as a senator because oh, we paid these people to build the the post office website to make it easier so they could make money. And it's the, right. It's an automatic assumption of uh, uh or privileged assumption too that people they're like. You know, that people don't want to work. You're exactly right. Like, people would rather be at home right now on a computer, like, redesign, like, working on websites, answering phone, than, like, having to fucking navigate yeah. to get unemployment. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. A I would rather percent. do something for that money. I'd rather apply the skills I can use from home in a quarantine to help you, whether at the very least it's answering a phone. And entering people into a queue, database, to take yeah. them somewhere else. Especially, it's exactly like you said. The like, it's like FDR work program. Like, put people to work in a digital age because you're already seeing it. everybody's communicating online anyway, right? Yeah. So you can create a system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if like a couple of dirt balls can oh, create dude. mullets galore and it can run beautifully, and you yeah. know, 1998. You can fix, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina's unemployment website. Like, yeah, like that. and make it easier. Make it but easier. There's no, there's no benefit in make, paying out. Make like, it. A, it's just that insurance model. Of, yeah. We yeah. don't make money if we pay out. And well, and the, well, yeah, that's the thing too. Like, um, I don't know how it works, but I'm sure there's something because the federal government's supposed to be subsidizing people's unemployment because just like. I'm going on a soapbox here, and we just talked about um, <laughs> real. Our senator Lindsey Graham made a big fucking stink about how when the um, let's call it a stimulus package phase two came out, where everybody's supposed to get their checks. He's like, we don't want to give people checks. We need to give individual checks. We need to give small businesses more money to keep people on their um, to keep people on their payroll. Which, which I is a fair argument, but then he went like he's like because people cannot survive on the unemployment benefit in this state, and it's like, dude, you have been, which is three hundred twenty six dollars a week for a very limited amount of time, and in this state, if you don't like show up and show like records of like ten jobs that you've looked for for in a week, mm-hmm. like you have to re 
check in every week. And if you're not looking for work, um, they drop you immediately. And you have to sign up for six counties around you because after a few weeks, if you don't like come up with a job, they'll find one for you and they don't care. You have to choose six counties and South Carolina spread out. They don't care if it's in that fifth county choice and you got to drive your ass an hour and a half to work at a, you know, uh, an auntie, auntie Retha's pretzel factory in some mall in Greenville. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is Lindsey Graham is using this argument that people can't um, survive on the $326 that South Carolina allocates for people that get sacked. Whose fault is that? You've been the senator here for fucking 30 yeah. years. Ugh, I mean, you, yeah, the guilt falls on you to to some degree. Sure. Or, yeah, Unless exactly. he's an unemployment crusader, which I doubt. I doubt. I doubt. Can train. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with Talks like...